Join a group. Um, obviously, I'm going to say the blue tits, uh, but any group. And, and don't commit yourself to swim at the beginning. If it's a good group, as I would hope most blue tits or all blue tit groups are, and you turn up and say, hi, I'm Sean. I'm not ready to swim yet, but I would just love to come along and meet you and watch what you do. Because yeah. that's also important that we're very nervous. It's, it takes a lot of courage to turn up to any group. You're worried about all sorts of things. Am I too old? Am I too slow? Am I too thin? Am I too fat? All of these, are they going to put their garments on and start swimming? Oh my God, I'm going to be left behind. I don't want to do it. Don't overthink that bit too much. It's just, just being together with people. You naturally move anyhow and you feel so much better. I've got a question for you. Have you ever gone into really cold water by choice? It's become quite a thing in the last few years. And I myself am a complete convert. However, a decade ago, it wasn't on people's radars as much. My guest today, Sean Richardson, was no stranger to setting herself challenges and decided to start training for an ice mile. I hadn't even heard of that. During the process, she found that her more competitive side was no longer serving her. And little did she know that her next decade would change her view on what was important in terms of her movement and her life and would grow an incredible global community. I'm always intrigued by people's journeys with movement, so I asked if she had always enjoyed moving her body. Not particularly, no, but I say that then really because I suppose I had five children and I had them very young, so I, I naturally moved my body quite a lot running around after them. We live on a farm in the countryside, we had horses and dogs, so I very naturally moved an awful lot. But I wasn't a sporty type in school. And I think I grew up then with that thought that because I wasn't a sporty person, I therefore didn't move much. And I came very much from that angle that because I wasn't sporty and I wasn't going out there doing amazing sporting things. I mean, I did ride horses, but um, I, I wasn't therefore somebody who moved a lot but of course I did move an awful lot because I, I you know I I was on a farm and I lived by the, by the sea and I had five children and dogs and horses <laughs> so there was an awful lot of movement but when I got into my I suppose mid 30s and I I had um depression which was um at the time I, I didn't understand what that was I came from a family I love I grew up I was an only child and I had lovely parents and um my mother was one of these people that would just say, try it. If you don't like it, don't do it again. So we were always doing things. I was always doing things with her, particularly as, as a child. And so when I didn't feel very well and I didn't really understand what on earth was going on and my husband suggested that I, I go and see a doctor and I did and he said, oh, you, you've just got mild depression. And I was mortified by this. It was just like, what? No, I can't. I, I, I can't. Somebody like me doesn't get depression. And this was, you know... 15 years ago, for the 25 years ago. <laughs> and, um, you know, depression is talked about a lot now. It wasn't 25 years mm. ago. So I took the tablets and I was on them for six months. And then I said, so, you know, when do I come off these things? And the doctor said, well, when you feel better, but you might be on them for the rest of your life. And I was mortified by this. Goodness me, no. Again, my mother wasn't a pill taker. So I'd grown up in a family that didn't take tablets for things. You went for a walk yeah. or a swim or something like that. And you made yourself feel better. 
So I just thought, no, there's got to be something else. And somebody said to me, you should take up running. Now, they could have said swimming or skydiving or skiing, but they didn't. They said running. And at that time where my brain was, I was very fixated on this. Yes, I've, I've got to go running. If I go running, I'm going to feel a lot better. Now, I, coming from this background of not being sporty, the thought of running horrified me. So I started doing it in the dark because I, I i was born in st david's i've lived in st david's all my life it's a very it's it's, it's our britain's small biggest city um but it's a tiny village and so everybody knew me and i was mortified that people would think that me the non-spurt sporty slightly overweight person in school was going to be running who did she think she was so i started running in the dark and after a few months i actually started feeling better I used to loathe the thought of going out in the dark for a run, but within 20 minutes, my mind was somewhere else. I was sorting out problems. I was singing. I was dancing over stones and stuff like this. And I used to come back feeling amazing. And because of the type of person I am, if I start something, I will look to the very far extreme of that sport and I will think, oh, I'm going to give that a go. And so I decided, oh, I was going to swim run sorry swim I was going to run a 5k and then a half marathon and then a marathon and then an ultra marathon and so I did and then I was loving this I was always the slow person at the back I was the person who stopped to give somebody else a banana or tell them they were going to be fine come on we'll run together or we'll walk together never really minded if I finished something I never got into that real intense oh if I don't finish it in my PB time the world is going to end that wasn't like that so it was just about finishing then it was about getting it done and, and sort of chalking yeah. it up as another great thing to do yes I, I soon realized that even getting to the start line was amazing because that's where you are terrified and um you know to get there was just this incredible thing so if I finished great if I didn't well I learned something about myself and so I started doing this and then I wanted to do triathlons. And so my daughter said, who was doing triathlons at the time, she was like 18 and she was doing Ironman things. And so I started training with her and she said, well, you, you should learn to swim, really. I could swim, but I mean, she meant, you know, with my head down, um, freestyle and swim properly, not like a frightened dog. And <laughs> so I did. I, I had some swimming lessons and I started doing triathlons, which were first the, you know, the 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 entry level. And then we're talking half Ironman and Ironman and all of this and cycling things and then swimming things because now I could swim. And so I started swimming in small things and then bigger things, which led to 10K swims. And all of this was going on. And I was doing it with my children and I loved it. We had a marvelous time. And we were, oh, my goodness me, I was, you know, fit as a flea at this point. And then my body, 15 years later, started to complain a little bit. So, so what was, age was that? I was just thinking 35, 45. I must have been, I must have been like 40 four-ish at this point maybe maybe a little bit sooner I'm old now and I forget things um <laughs> and so I I was struggling I was starting to think blimey my I'm not walking very well you know and I you know went down the doctor route and after a long time I needed two new hips and um got to the point where with waiting lists which were I mean are even worse now but they were pretty bad then um 
I was two years on the waiting list waiting for these hips. And towards the end of these two years, I could barely walk. I was using sticks. I had wow. never been in so much pain in my life. I've never, never understood chronic pain because I'd never had it. And I went into a different place completely that was horrible. I, I hate it, so I can, I'm gone. I can entirely sympathize oh, because oh. although I didn't need new hips, I had four years of chronic pain and that was certainly my darkest days. And I think if, certainly if um, I had gone to a doctor then about what was happening in my head, I would have absolutely been given um, the diagnosis of depression and my husband would concur that they were at some very, very dark days. Pain is is so much more about the head sometimes than it is the body oh it's i i, I couldn't understand it i thought my life was over I, I i couldn't walk so i'd gone from attempting iron man distance events what a difference to not being able to walk and i i was having to use sticks so i was now swimming and i was turning up to my swims with sticks um, which I would put to the water's edge. I'd go and swim. I'd get out. So, of course, I was having all of that as well. Oh, what have you done to yourself? Are you all right? This, oh, it was just horrific. And I just wanted to tell everybody, this isn't me. This isn't me. This yeah. isn't me at all. I, I've, yeah. I've, just, I've just run 52 miles two years ago. This isn't me. Yeah. Um, and it was awful. And then I met some wonderful person who said, as soon as you have these new hips, you will get your life back. Everything is going to be fine didn't believe her at all I just thought that's it no my life is over anyhow I had the two new hips and within weeks I was oh my goodness me I, I was this this whole new person this whole or the, the the me had come back but it was a slightly different me now because I I had experienced what this body of mine could do, as in get me over 52 miles on my feet and also not being able to get me two meters on my feet. And so I appreciated things. I appreciated being able to walk massively. Two years before Yeah, but two years before that, if somebody had said to me, oh, let's go for a four mile walk, I would have said, no, let's go for a four mile run. Come on, let's go and run it, run it, run it. Now I'm at the place where I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to do that four mile walk and I'm going to do it slowly. And I'm going to look at all the wonderful things around me. And I'm going to pat myself on the back for this one because you can walk. And so I started to see things in that light. I have a body that can now walk again. And I really started to appreciate simpler things so people would say to me are you going to take up running again and I was like hell no I'm not going to run again I'm not ruining these two beautiful hips that I've been given on the NHS I've been given this gift this real life gift so no I'm not running again and I and I in my head I and was, you're okay with that well it took it took another couple of years to yes. stop that um yes. but I kept saying to myself be grateful for what you've been given. And this is where the swimming started to take over. I mean, I was already, the blue tits was already up and running, um, but I had been ice mile training. So I'd been swimming with the blue tits, but I would then disappear to go and do ice mile training. And so I had my lovely dips with the blue tits, but I was still this amazing charm that could go off and swim ice miles and ice marathons and you name it, not ice marathons, you know, warm, warmer water marathons. That was still in my head. It was still, that's the real me. And then there's the other side of me, which is the blue tip, which goes for lovely gentle dips. But the 
the lovely gentle dips started to take over now because I started to appreciate the simpler things in life. And I started to realize that I didn't have to run a marathon to make myself feel amazing. Actually going for a dip, which was a gentle walk, and then taking a picnic with me and sitting down and enjoying people's company was amazing because I was celebrating life in a very different way. And then the years went by and we got more and more blue tits and I see... So can I just backtrack a little bit for those listening who are are not aware of um, the blue tits? So... This this is something you started in 2014, am I right? Yes. So it was just after I couldn't really run any longer. So I I so I swimming gave it all was up. then a, mm. your mainstay at that point of getting outside and getting into nature yes. and and getting that mental freedom from yeah. the fact that you weren't feeling mobile on land. I suppose. Yes. In so a that sense. was it. Came when I said I was going to give up marathons and all of that kind of stuff. Somebody said to me but you love a challenge, which I did. Um, Have you ever heard of the ice mile? And I hadn't. I only heard the word mile and I thought, well, this is going to be easy. It wasn't. It took me three (laughs) years to train for that ice mile. So tell me what an ice mile is then. An ice mile is swimming in water that is under five degrees for one mile in a swimsuit. And so I've always been a wetsuit swimmer. So I, I thought that I heard the mile, didn't I? I didn't hear five degrees and I had no idea what five degrees felt like. So it did take me three winters um, to train for it. But that's how the blue tits started because it was with another friend who was also training for the ice mile. And we started looking for colder and colder water around Pembrokeshire. And in 2014, it was unusual to see two human beings in a swimsuit in the sea in the winter so people would come up to us and say what are you doing um you are mad da di da um but a few people said i'd quite like to join you now i know people have always been swimming in winter in the in swimsuits i know that's you know my mother used to do it but not on mass like you see now you know so in 2014 we were quite a spectacle so the blue tits grew and grew and grew but i was still doing all my own stuff on the side you know and um the challenges because that's what what I wanted to do but now as the time went on and I'd done my ice mile and the blue tits had started to grow now that it started with two of us then it became 2,000 and then 20,000 and then lockdown happened of course and we could no longer go to gyms marathons events weren't happening nothing like this was happening so people when they were able to started to look for things that they could do and one of those things was go to a beach or a river or a lake park and swim because you could just about do it socially distanced you you could still meet up with a group but you didn't have to touch them or be anywhere near them so it it really took off in in lockdown and And, and why do you think that other people so it's interesting that you say people would see you doing it and they'd be intrigued and think you're slightly mad but at the same time say I quite fancy that why do you think there's been people are attracted to trying it in my case, it was because I used to make an awful lot of noise and I always looked like I was enjoying myself. I've always liked performing. I'm not um, slightly bothered about performing on stages and stuff like that. So, And I'm also not a, not a negative person. So I, even if I'm not particularly enjoying something, I will always portray that I am enjoying it because <laughs> I just like, I like that human interaction with people. And so when I used to do the triathlons and stuff, all the serious people used to really bore me because they'd be so serious and they were doing it for their PBs and they'd be really miserable at the end of a marathon because yeah. they hadn't knocked two minutes off it. 
Whereas I perhaps wouldn't finish this marathon, but I'd be eating all the cake at the end, clapping everybody in. And they'd say, what was your time? And I'd say, oh, I didn't finish. I don't and they'd know. say, blind me, you look really happy. And I go, well, I'm alive, aren't I? So of course I'm happy. So when I was <laughs> I doing that this. I attitude, that's brilliant. And, it, well, it was and, and well, that's it, what makes people smile. And that yes. will always attract people to doing something perhaps that they wouldn't otherwise want to, because they want to absorb some of that energy as well. Yes. They want to be a yeah. part of that. But given that the, given that the Blue Tits has grown to a global community of over 100, is 120,000 people or yeah, something like that, huge there, number, yeah. how do you think you have that spirit of you has stayed within that, that ethos? Because that's quite a hard thing to do because that's a, you know, global operation, as mm. it were, or a global movement, I should say. I think my my joy of um, filming and recording and entertaining at events has probably helped. Um, I'm slightly inappropriate most of the time when I'm allowed to be. And <laughs> so I, I think I probably attract a certain type of person. I mean, if you're offended by me, then, you know, you don't want to be anywhere near me. Um, but I... I also think the name helped. I think if we've called ourselves the the Pembrokeshire Dippers, you're yeah. going to get a different type of person. But blue tits is slightly cheeky, slightly tongue in cheek. And, and there's always want... a second glance when you when you say to someone, yeah. Um, "Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking to Sean about the blue tits," or yeah. um, "I was I saw the blue tits when we were swimming the other day." I, I asked them what the temperature was, um, and the person will always kind of look, and there'll be a double take of. You mean the birds? Oh, no, yeah. you don't mean the birds. What yeah. do you mean then? And actually, sometimes the thought goes straight to um, nudity. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, I mean, which uh, there is you know, still a lot of when people are getting changed. We've got to get changed quickly. We've got to warm up. <laughs> yeah, I've... I've heard, you know, I've heard, I've done radio interviews where they've laughed when they've said, oops, blue tits, ha, 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 you know, and I don't particularly <laughs> really? laugh at it because, of course, I don't see it like that anymore. <laughs> um, but you wouldn't join a group called the Blue Tits if you didn't have a certain sense of humour and, and yeah. perhaps enjoy my social media interaction. Not everybody does. They swim as blue tits and they probably yeah, think I I'm foul-mouthed and vulgar. Um, but then they don't interact with me, you know, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, and I, but I do like social media, and I think that probably helps that I'm always doing something on social media and at events. I love nothing more than the events, of course, when people come together and I can perform for four hours. That that's that's amazing. Um, but and and do you I, think it, do you think it makes people um, do you think people are surprised by when they do give it a try how it makes them feel because obviously you were at quite a low when you really started to really get into it. And obviously the outcome was that you felt better generally mm. about everything, your mm. mental health, your physical health started to improve because you obviously got your new hips and so on. But a lot of people, I mean, I, I, I personally started um, because I was suffering from insomnia with that through the penny perimenopause um, and anxiety. And for me, going into the water was one person, coming out was another. And, uh, you know, in some days I would sort of message my friend and say, you know, I just don't know if I can come this morning because I'm miserable. And she would just say, get over here. And we'd go in, we wouldn't talk so much before. Um, and I would come out and just feel literally like, an, and there's, there's so few things that are that sort of, instant hit of positivity um there's very few things where you can literally almost click your fingers within that sort of minute and a half where you're breathing through the cold and then you get the sort of 
fiery feeling on your skin and feel alive and you feel that exhilaration do you think that that you convey that if you see what I mean to, to the groups yes. and, and that's what yeah so when I used to when I started the running and um I used to feel good 20 minutes 30 minutes in you know I used to feel good I didn't really know why I didn't really understand anything about adrenaline back then um but that's what it was of course I didn't want to go running it was raining but I had to go running so I'd force myself to go out the door I'd start running my blood would start pumping there'd be adrenaline there to drive me forward and then of course the endorphins come in after 20 30 minutes for me it was and the swimming is the same but in a tinier package so you know you turn up for the swim you don't want to go um and the great thing about a group is you've said you're going to go so yeah. you put it on the group oh damn why did i say i was going to go so you drag <laughs> yourself to the car park or wherever it is that you're meeting and then i still do it now all these years on i look out the sea and go well, that looks disgusting it looks really cold oh i don't like that at all somebody else <laughs> will say the same and then somebody else will say i've driven 20 minutes to get here get in the water and go, oh, all right we'll go in the water so we're all trudging down the beach you know and there's people there all muffled up in their coats and watching us and i'm thinking we are such idiots oh my goodness me <laughs> And then, of course, you get that adrenaline hit, bang, it's straight away because, you know, it's already there as you're walking down the beach. Wham, you go into the water. 90 seconds later, you know, your skin gets to that point where you can accept it. And the endorphins go boom. Two minutes later, get out. You've done it. You've done yeah. that whole package. Yeah. The headache's gone. The mood is lighter. You've sorted some crap out with somebody else. And now the best yeah. bit's coming. The coffee, the cake, the warm clothes, that beautiful chatter that everybody has afterwards because they feel amazing. So now I know that's coming. So even though I whinge yeah. and say, oh, I don't want to go in, I think, oh, for goodness sake, Sean, in five minutes time, you'll be out and dressed. Get in the water. And so I do it because of that. It's a drug. And it is a drug. Adrenaline is this wonderful free drug that we get given and don't necessarily have to use now because we don't chase our food and our food doesn't chase us. And I meet a lot of people now who are what we it's been coined dry tits. So these are people who come along and round here, our doctor recommends people who are feeling um, maybe a little low, maybe a bit lonely. We get a lot of people that retire to this area because they've holidayed here all their life. So they arrive with their partners or not with their partners or, you know, because they, they have lost their partners and they are lonely. And so our local doctor says, join the blue tears. Oh, I can't possibly swim. You don't have to swim. Just turn up and say hello. And so we had a lovely example that's amazing. Very, very recently. I know. And I, I love this. I love I really that. Love that's, that's what an unexpected, amazing addition, mm. because ultimately this, this is all about community. This is, all, as you said, mm. the accountability of a group and, and, you know, for safety's sake, it's really important that you cold water swim with someone else. And therefore you kind of have to have someone there. Great. That creates that community. And obviously the community you've created, if that can extend to everyone and anyone then that's just amazing because there are some people who will never go into that cold water because they say it's just not for me and that's so fine because they will hopefully feel the joy and the buzz of the people getting out and then perhaps they have had to walk down the beach to get to you or walk back or add in just a little bit of movement to get there so we had a lady recently who came along um she'd been housebound for a while she had a lot of physical problems but being housebound mental problems came from that as well and so she had a dog walker the dog water walker is a very active swimmer here and said to her one day just come along for the car ride 
we'll take the dogs, we'll have a little walk, and then you can meet everybody. So she was very quick to say, I'm not swimming, I'm not swimming. Blah, blah, blah. And we were like, nobody minds. We, 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 we know. That's, that, that's absolutely fine. Neither is John over there and neither is Mary over there. So that, that, that's absolutely fine. And um, six weeks later, she said, I, I have something I'd like to share with you all. I'm going to celebrate with you all. Uh, I can now put my own shoes on. And I was very aware of how this should be celebrated because I've met many people in her situation. So she was so excited by this that she went to her doctor or to see her nurse. And she said to the nurse, I, this is amazing. I can put my shoes on. The nurse said, why? What have you been doing that's enabled this? And she said, I've just been going out once a week and I've been sitting with the blue tits uh, and walking the dogs. So walking the dogs now for the first time in two years herself. And she was so overjoyed that she could put her shoes on. And this still gets me right there because this is what it's all about. You have to get out of the house. You have to get in a car. So your body is moving, getting in the car. You walk out of the car. You are a little bit cold, possibly, because you say it's the winter. Um, and so, you know, you're, you're keeping warm. Your body, your metabolism is, you know, working away to get you all nice and warm. You might walk a little bit on the beach. You bend down to pick up a ball. All these simple, tiny, seemingly insignificant things are massive and to be celebrated. And then, of course, as you've said, your mood is now improved. You've had a conversation with people. You've met somebody who's in a similar situation to you, maybe. And they said, six months ago, I couldn't put my shoes on. And now I actually go paddling with the blue tits or I go up to my knees with the blue tits. Or I just come here and light the fire for the blue tits, which is what this lady started doing. She became chief firelighter um in the winter so she also then so she was needed had, she had she to was be needed there. yes yeah she she was always welcome but yeah. she and we but all she felt liked like she had a needed. purpose yes, in a role. she had a yeah. purpose yeah. So she was bending down to pick up the firewood. She was, and she started to do all of these things now instinctively without thinking about it because she naturally bent down to pick up the dog's ball or the firewood or walk over uneven pebbles. All and this, such brilliant, yeah, brilliant, such brilliant movement. things. Yes. And then she started. So the dog walker walks her dogs every, you know, walks her charges dogs every day. So this lady then started three days a week, just meeting the dog walker for random walks with the dogs. She was only managing, I say only, sorry. I mean, she was managing yeah. half a mile, maybe, you know, she got up to half a mile. That was huge. It was enormous. It's not just about the walking of the half a mile. It's about getting out of the door and feeling good about yourself. And so that's what I love about where the blue tits has gone is that we celebrate small wins. You but don't can I say you're changing the, the key thing is you're changing people's lives. And this is not you personally necessarily, clearly you said it all going, but everyone is changing everyone else's lives. And I talk about something called the movement ripple effect, which is just me talking about get sit down on the floor today if you get the chance, or play with your um grandson or whatever. Um, or do something silly and balance on a curb and see if anyone else looks at you, laughs with you, laughs at you, follows you, yeah. suddenly is doing it themselves on their own because they see you doing it and think, actually, I'm going to give that a little shot. And why not? Just because I'm 50, 60, whatever. Why can't I balance on the edge of the pavement just for a bit of fun? And I just think that that's the most powerful thing is that we make changes in people's lives when we model amazing 
behavior uh, movement to others. And yet sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. And that's the loveliest thing. So that, that lovely lady, she will also be impacting someone else because she'll chat to her friend and say, oh, I, I wasn't walking however many months ago. This has all changed for me. And that person will then think, I can have a go. If they can do it, I can do it. And so much of that confidence that breathes out the way is just so, so important in life. And, and coming back to the swimming element, I think um, I, I know various friends who we've all ended up um, getting in and supporting each other to do it. Um, and it's been much more about confidence than anything else because I think particularly around midlife there's a huge loss of confidence I don't know why that is but often that can happen um where you potentially have lost yourself a little bit particularly if you've been raising lots of kids and so on and, and you're absorbed in their life um and I think that being able to push yourself that little bit of nudge that's needed from other people to just give you that confidence is then again a huge ripple and I I'm sure you must see that in people's lives outside of swimming and movement and so on, it increases their confidence in general. Yes, it does. And it is that the power of community here. So what we find is that people may watch the groups for a while. So they've heard about the blue tits. They've said instinctively, nope, 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 nope. It's not for me. That's absolutely ridiculous. I hate cold showers. And then they, a friend does it and somebody else feels a little bit better because they've done it. Come along. No, I'm not going to come along. They watch, they see. They're waiting for that moment where they possibly see somebody who looks like them. Same age as them, same size as them, same disability as them, somebody using a walk, walking stick, you know, whatever it is. And then they come along and they realize that they're not that different. We're all different. You know, we're, we're, we're all very, very different people. There is no such perfect person. And that's what I love about the blue tits is that all shapes, sizes, ages, genders come along and other people see that they see them enjoying themselves. They see them openly stuffing a massive cake into their face. <laughs> they see them laughing. They see them losing their knickers on the beach and running after them. They see them dropping their towel accidentally and going, oh my goodness we, me. We have found a pair of pants left at the bench where mm. we all change. We have, and we've we've looked at it and said, yeah, I, I know whose that will have been. It will have been a swimmer. And whereas if you randomly find pants anywhere else, you kind of think that's a bit strange, but they're exactly. you know, completely normal. Yeah, and I don't even bother with pants when I go. I have to admit, no. bit pointless, <laughs> bit of extra hassle when you've got cold fingers. <laughs> it's just that doing something simple, as I say, seemingly simple, which is life changing, and it isn't just swimming. It's it is the movement, the community, the laughter, the feeling part of a tribe, whatever it is that does it for you. It's getting out, and you don't really, you know, when people say, "How far do you swim?" Yeah. And I, I try to use the word dip now more than swim. I, and, we and do. Our, our, our WhatsApp group is called dipping because oh. that is what it's about. It is about dipping. And then I was going to say to uh, talk about this with you, because it's interesting because you've been in a lot of sports or exercise modes that are very closely aligned with competition. But for some reason, cold water never it always seems to be the opposite. It's about cooperation and community. I've never ever gone into it thinking about how long in in a sense we've always been um thinking how short should it be it's the opposite to make sure that we're safe that we don't sort of get into a more dangerous hypothermic 
type feeling afterwards. And we'll talk about the week before and we'll say, um, actually, I think we're in just a little bit too long because it really took me a bit longer to warm up that time. So should we just reduce it a little bit this time? And last time we went in, it was about five degrees or four degrees. Um, and yeah, we went in, we moved around, got nice and warm, took, sang a few little mini songs and then came out. Still got the most incredible result and therefore and 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 everyone when we got in and out we were queuing to get in and out and there was no one sort of saying oh you you went really far well done it's none of that at all no no and, and and that's what I do love about it is is that it's not um it's not all about that you know and it's it, when they say how long were you in the water I was like I don't know two minutes yeah, it's no it just you know I, I am a two three minute I it's it's the before and after that I love just as much as being in you know and I often do it just to show everybody else that it's okay to do that sometimes I wear a wetsuit just to show people that it's okay it doesn't matter yeah. it doesn't matter what you wear and um and I, I, I that's what I love about it and that's when I first did my first competition in cold water because I, at the very beginning I was still into this competitive uh, mode that's when I realized that for the first time in however many years I'd found the bunch of people that I love this was a competition um, and I was making all sorts of excuses because I was only there to swim 30 meters and I was nervous and twittering on about oh I'm only here for 30 meters people were patting me on the back well done for being here I'd yeah. never had that in the other sports never yeah. ever ever I've, I've given up early well. in swim things because I thought nope I'm not doing another lap I'm too cold people have passed me on the back and said thank you for getting out the organizers well done well done for knowing your limit because the last thing they want is somebody jittering on the side and it's the only sport I've ever known that where people have actually congratulated me for getting out early for finishing yeah. early and there's none of this oh never mind you didn't manage the four laps well done you you managed three laps good for you and, that, it's, that, and there's it's so much sport. in this world about, uh, I, I don't know, we seem to love numbers and data for some mm. strange reason. Um, and people get very obsessed. I often get asked about, you know, how many times should I do that? How many times should I do that mm. a day? What, what, how will that make me? And I always answer yes, because that's yes, just do it. It's not about, it's about tuning into yourself and your own body yep. because if you don't sense how movement makes you feel um, and and like you were saying before, you've tuned into the after because, you know, there's a bit of discomfort to get there, but really healthy discomfort to get there. But if you always know you're going to feel better with any type of movement afterwards, then it doesn't matter how long. It's about tuning into when you're already feeling good with that thing and what mm -hmm. it's doing for you, because otherwise you're not going to do it again. There's, you're never no. going to keep repeating things. And if it's just like if you get told you've got to do 10 sets of this, five sets of that by physio, by whatever, it's it's the most painful experience in the planet. And you do it so mindlessly, you're counting to fire through it because you want to be at the end. What's yes. the point? What's the point? If you start doing something, you know, you start walking like this lady did from the car to the beach. And then within a month or so, she's walking half a mile, not because she wanted to, but because she could, you know, not because anybody told her to. And you're right. Movement should just be celebrated. You know, if you get out the house and you go for a little walk and you and you come back again and it's taken you 20 minutes, that's fine. Celebrate that. Don't say, oh, I only did 20 minutes today. Exactly. It's, yeah, no, do you know what? You did 20 minutes today. Some I days I, yeah. I'm working on the computer because I'm doing so much stuff and I haven't moved. 
And so then I go for a 20 minute walk and I'm like, yep, well done you. You managed to do all that work today and get a 20 minute walk. I wouldn't have done that years ago, but since yeah. my new hips, I appreciate that now. And it's, it's just, just being together with people. You naturally move anyhow and you feel so much better. And I don't yeah. like all of this. Oh, I've got to do this by da di da and I'm training for this. And I don't like it anymore. I used to love it, of course. Um, but now I appreciate the much more simpler things and just being with people, you just naturally move. And it, moving makes your brain feel better. And, and it's, it's how you about... can find joy. And, yes, you know, it's it sort of perhaps banded around the word joy, but it's a real thing that you have to, it's almost like a muscle you do, that you have to work. You have to be able to find it, notice it, and be grateful that you're feeling it. And then you're much more likely to feel it again. I'm sure of it. It's like the whole use it or lose it thing. I think once you find joy work at keeping it and and you know yeah. and it will make you feel so much better yeah. and and so um just because i like to be very practical in in the sort of examples that we share and and the things that i that i message about um how would you say uh someone should go about getting started with thinking about cold water swimming because uh, we haven't really talked about practicalities um, and actually there are a few things that I think would be useful to people so that if they thought right well I've ticked those boxes then I I really am ready to go and then perhaps they could go to um, a blue tits meeting or challenge a friend that might want to get the same benefit as them so that they're kind of ready to go. Join a group um, obviously I'm going to say the blue tits uh, but any group and and don't commit yourself to swim at the beginning. If it's a good group, as I would hope most blue tits or all blue tit groups are, and you turn up and say, hi, I'm Sean. I'm not ready to swim yet, but I would just love to come along and meet you and watch what you do. Because yeah. that's also important that we're very nervous. It's, it takes a lot of courage to turn up to any group. You're worried about all sorts of things. Am I too old? Am I too slow? Am I too thin? Am I too fat? All of these. Are they going to put their garments on and start swimming? Oh, my God, I'm going to be left behind. I don't want to do it. Don't overthink that bit too much. Turn up to a group and say, hello, I'm not ready to swim. I'm just here to meet you all and start to feel comfortable. And then let yourself don't beat yourself up about you know you might still be doing that in six months time it doesn't matter if you're doing it in six months time if you're not ready yet that's fine you're still there celebrate that you're still turning up to swims you're still helping the group grow because it doesn't matter how many we dry tits turn up to a swim it's all the human faces that we love you know if one person turns up that's great brilliant there's two of you having a natter if 22 of you turn up and only two are swimming that doesn't matter either because you've got 20 other faces there, 20 other people to talk to. So do that. Join a group. Yes, there are the safety benefits in this. Obviously, if you get into some trouble or you are a bit nervous because actually your hands have gone numb very quickly and you say, blimey, is this normal? Somebody else will say, yep, it is normal. If you don't like it, put some gloves on. Oh, I've never thought of that. 
people who have been doing it for a while will give you the tips. And yes, if something more dreadful were to happen to you, you've got other people around who will help you, advise you, get you home, whatever it is that you need help with. The Blue Tits offer a lot of safety advice on their websites. We also have now Blue Tit swim coaches trained up all around the country. Oh, and we're about to launch a, a water safety course for all Blue Tits. I've got two of them here today, two of the assessors down here today training um, to become assessors for this course. And it's all very Blue Titty based. So it's simple things that they are going to be teaching everybody, not mind blowing, complicated things that you can't understand. If you start to learn the basics of what's happening and you're, you know, when you go swimming, what's happening to your body, then you will hopefully be inspired to go and learn more because I, from, from experience, the more I have learned about cold water swimming and my, how my body reacts to it, the braver, stronger, more capable I feel. I don't have any qualms in getting out of the water after two minutes now because I know my body at the moment. Yes, when I was doing eye smiling training, 40 minutes, I'd be fine. Now, no, I'm not. So I don't, I know if I want to stay in a little bit longer, I know what's going to happen and that's fine. Yeah. It's my informed choice to stay in a little bit longer. So knowing things about your body is, is, is so powerful. And if you start off very slowly by doing your little 90 second minute dips, whatever it is, and learning that, oh, my fingers do go a really strange color or <laughs> In my case, I get a funny feeling on the back of my neck when that first started to happen. I thought, that's it. I'm going to die. I realized I wasn't. It's just something that is unique to me. And as you start to become more experienced, you start giving assistance to other people. Oh, yes, don't worry about that. Hold my hand. Come in here. Don't go in over there. It's a bit slippy. This starts to make you feel more powerful because now you're a useful person. You know things. So joining a group is great for safety, but it's also good for your mental health. It's good for you because you start to feel like a more active member of your community and you become useful. You might be a very good baker. You bring lovely cakes with you every time. I have a place in this group. I'm not, but I know the ones who are that turn up to my swim. And it's like, oh, Jane's here, Jane's here. This is amazing. Oh, oh, oh. But I'm the type of person that will stay out of the water with you because you're feeling nervous today. I don't mind for going my swim. I'd rather sit with you and talk to you because you don't feel like going in today. I'm good at that. I will always wait for the last person to go in the water. I don't mind doing that. Plenty of people who just gallop off. But no, I'm not one of them, but I can't bake a cake. I have my place, you know, in, in the group. And it's always, I say, don't overthink things. Oh, well, I'm going to join in the new year when I feel a little better because I'm, yes. I could do when with I... a stone or two and I'm not feeling brilliant at the moment. And oh, who wants to look at this body? I mean, it's disgusting. All of these, stop thinking that, stop it. Just no go one's along. looking. They're go, all thinking no. about the cold. And, and, and you don't benefit. know that nobody's looking yes. until you go. And yes. you're sitting there and you're watching people losing their knickers. You're watching them exposing a bum cheek or a little rogue <laughs> boob pops out from somewhere. And this person might be in her 80s, in his 80s. And you notice that they don't mind. And you think, oh, I could never be like that. I, I'd always be terrible. Oh, my goodness me. And then you start to notice that nobody is actually looking. It's only you at the moment because you're sitting there thinking, could I be that person? Could I do this? Oh, I don't think oh, I'm going to do it. Once you start doing it yourself, you realize no one's looking. But you can't convince people of that unless they turn up. I could be telling you this in the doctor's surgery and you'd be thinking, well, she's just talking rubbish. 
if you get people to turn up, they start to see these things for themselves. They start to realize that people do laugh out loud and spit comes out of their mouth. They do let out a cheeky fart and go, whoops, sorry, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody minds. In fact, everybody's Ooh, only human. <laughs> yes, quite. They're human. You might yeah. get people who who swear and who they don't normally swear because they, they live somewhere or in an environment where it's not right. They have small children. They, have, they live with elderly parents who don't like swearing, partners, whatever. And they let out a marvellous swear word when they go in the water and everybody laughs. Oh, Jane, that's not like you. Goodness me. And it's all yes. these simple things. It's just humans being humans, but allowing themselves to be whoever they want to be today. Sod it. I'm me. And then you might go back to your life that has its restrictions for whatever reason. But you know that that perhaps once a week, you can just go out there and be you. So my basic advice is join a group. I mean, obviously, I'm going to say the blue tits, but any group, they'll, you'll get the confidence from these people. You'll start to learn, you know, get safety knowledge from these people and listen to your body. Allow your body to lead you into the water. Start slowly, 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 slowly. Don't listen to any of this. Oh, well, I did 20 minutes today. They, 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 as far as I'm concerned, they're not blue tits anyhow. And most blue tits won't do that. I mean, they might say, oh, I'm training for an ice mile. So I'm just going to swim up and down while you are all here because I feel that safety that you are watching me. And then someone will shout, Sean, you've been in 20 minutes. Get out. You know, that kind of thing is, you know, but most jablutids are not like that. You won't be made to feel inadequate in any way because you are not staying in the water for 20 minutes and you're not having the most amazing after drop. It's a wonderful, wonderful um, movement that you've created. And uh, it's really important, I suppose, to keep it going that you um, get donations um, from people to to help the cause so that you can continue. So if you would like to tell us um, how uh, people can find and support the Blue Tits, um, then do let us know. Well, we, we sell merchandise, which is all crazy, lovely, bright, loud um, clothing. And so we we get, you know, we, we get an income to keep the Blue Tits going. We're a not-for-profit, so anything that we do make extra over and above running the costs, you know, running the basic costs here of Blue Tit HQ, we put into something which is going to be the water safety now, and it was the swim coaches. So we part-funded 20-something swim coaches um, to get their, their qualifications. We do have a donation button on um, the Blue Tits, which is the Blue Tots, bluetits.co.uk. Um, we have our little challenges that go. We still charge um, five pounds for them, but that all goes, you know, towards the cause. And we do events, of course. I mean, they're not massive money making. I mean, I know I'm pretty sure people probably think that we're raking it in from the events, but these um, venues cost an awful lot to hire, as does insurance and all of this kind of stuff. But that's great because we get to sell merch there. We have a few little kickbacks with some suppliers. You know, we get a little 5% when people buy things, that that kind of thing. Um, and we have had a few grants to help us keep going. So, yes, it's always on our mind here that we have to bring in money to keep HQ going and then launch whatever it is we're going to launch, which is this water safety um, that we're going to roll out next year around um, the UK. 
So yes, we do have a donation button, but what I love more is when people buy a little bit of merch. I love that because it's also... And then post about it, I presume. Yes, and quite, and post it, yeah. about it. And you're going out there and I, I can walk through Cardiff, London, Bristol, wherever I've been, and I've got a bit of merch on and someone will shout, I flew to it. And I love <laughs> that connection. That Instantly there's two smiles that come together. And where are you, Bluetit? Oh, I'm this and I'm that, whatever, whatever. And I, I love that. So, you know, I, I love it when people buy the merch because that's that really supports us um and do the the challenges you know the challenge is a little bit of fun you don't have to do all the distances it's just really about supporting the blue tits we also have a shopping card which is basically a donation to the blue tits and in return you get um discounts on companies who we like to work with so we like to have this little triangle the blue tits get something um the swimmers in the blue tits get something and the supplier gets something so the supplier gets access to our audience our audience get discount on gear and we get the 25 24 pounds whatever it is from the sale of the card so that's a donation to the blue tits um and i'd love to see more people having that card really because that is just a wonderful way of supporting us but we get by you know i'm very imaginative and gail who is our finance director um, she works very hard at making sure that the, you know the money keeps coming in so um we get there brilliant. You know? yeah, yeah and it's and there. it's so important to to be able to keep it going and because so many people are benefiting from it um mm. and so uh this podcast is called make movement matter and you've really done that in spades <laughs> so on behalf of an awful lot of people um thank you so much for for setting this amazing movement in motion, but also for giving us your time today. And, and hopefully some listeners may just think, okay, this is the push out. I've been thinking about it, but now I'm going to go and do it. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's do it. That that's the case. Yeah. And thank Don't you so much it. for your time. No, you're yeah. very welcome. Thank you. I always love hearing my guests' movement stories or learning from them about topics they're passionate about. I hope you've enjoyed listening. And if you have, you can help by doing three things. First, press the follow button to tell podcast platforms you want to listen again. Second, please give the show a five-star rating and leave a review about why you liked it. And third, I'd love you to share it with friends and family or on your socials, for which I'm truly thankful. Finally, if this podcast is making you want to start reclaiming your own movement, join me in the Reclaim Movement membership for classes, both live and by replay, and countless videos of mini movement breaks to add into your daily life covering practical and fun, important natural movements. Visit reclaimmovement.co.uk forward slash membership to get started with your seven day free trial. See you for the next episode and thank you so much for listening.